Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Live around Australia on SEN Track, welcome to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. And a very warm welcome to you Friday afternoon, Taz Racing Talk. All thanks to Ladbrokes, a man who knows exactly what to do at this time of year is Campbell Brown. He knows that, well, in fact... Christmas Eve. It is Christmas Eve, but you have a huge link with Tasmania because after you won the flag, you took the cup down, didn't you? We certainly did. Yeah, landed at Launceston. We had the fire brigade shooting their um, their hoses over the plane. Really? Yeah. We went to... Um, we went to York Park, which yes, is what we call it, Aurora Stadium, and did a signing session there and had a fantastic turnout. And then we went to Gorge. Go on. What's the Gorge called? I can't remember that. Uh, me and Grant, um, Grant Birchall. A local? Yeah, yeah, the, the local. Yeah, no, but no, he's no, a no, local. The pub. Yeah, no, he's a no, local. No, he's a local, yes. And sat on the chairlifts with the Premiership Cup in the middle. And it was quite romantic, mm. me and Birch and uh, and Quirin, and we just sort of went up overlooking the gorge and then came back. And that was a lovely Monday. We were a little bit worse for... Uh, a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little bit after a Saturday and a Sunday, yes. but we sort of bounced back. Beautifully done. Beautifully done. Got such a huge, huge weekend ahead of us. And Tasmania racing left, right and centre. We're looking forward to that. We're going to have some very... Some very good guests very shortly. Jamie Cockshut's not too far away. Ricky Duggan's going to jump on the line when we're talking Hall of Famers, when we're talking creme de la creme in the world of harness racing. Ricky Duggan right up the top of that. Greg Faye's going to join us as well. Barry Campbell a little bit later on in the hour. And our man, Jamie. Yes. Did, did, did we um, work out what happened? Have, has anyone spoke to Scotty Brunton about Haller in the first last week, which... Just didn't run as we'll find out. as we would have thought. No, we'll find out. Had a nice run in transit as well. Yeah, and was the first beat. So mm-hmm. um, I didn't get any reports. I tried to chase a few up, but whether the horse pulled up with any abnormalities. All right. Well, let's uh, get to our man, Jamie Cockshot. Joins us, of course, when it comes to uh, tipping winners. There's no one hotter in the country than this man. Jamie, another nice week, buddy. Hello. Welcome back. Hey, you fellas. Doing, doing well, doing really well. Big weekend and... Uh, so much going on right across Tassie, of course. Hobart, we've got Devonport later on in the uh, in the weekend as well. So you've been able to find a couple lately as well. Yeah, not going too bad, mate, you know. But you're only as good as the last one of your tip. But just a quick one, Cameron, on Hella. She pulled up with cardiac arrhythmia, mate. That was the okay. reason she um, dropped out like she did, buddy. Yeah, okay. Well, that makes sense because she went too bad to be true and, and had a great run out in front. Mm-hmm. So I knew something must have gone amiss. Thank you for that. Mate. Uh, that's all right, mate. Jamie, you're a wealth of knowledge, and one, we love you for it. But two, we had this chat about uh, being humble last week. And you, and like Brownie, like Brownie and I tip a couple of winners in a row. We carry that for months on end. Now, you have had the last couple of weeks a little bit of uh, bad luck in the last tip you've had or last bet you've had for the weekend. Don't, don't focus on that, mate. Focus on what you did for the previous couple of bets because you're having a nice time of it right now. Yeah, no, that's it, mate. You know, like we try our best, and if the listeners can back a few winners and follow in, mate, that's what it's all about. Well, they're going to follow you in, and let's start with Hobart tonight or this afternoon because uh, you've got a couple, I see, and you've got a couple circled. Yeah, just a quick one, boys. Hobart's been postponed tonight to next Tuesday oh. because the, I'm over in Perth at the moment, but the weather back in Tassie is pretty nasty, and um, 
Uh, there's going to be a bit of snow forecast. Oh, <laughs> really? Postponed the meeting from yeah tonight to Tuesday night, but we can still talk about it, mate. Because nah. the rules won't change. But hang, hang on, just... we we will talk about that in a moment. But Jamie, something has just come across my desk, literally in the last thirty seconds. Yeah, you're in Perth. Which means you're either a monstrous D's fan or a monstrous dogs fan. On which side of the ledger do you sit? Oh, I'm a one-eyed Melbourne supporter, mate. One-eyed <laughs> as you can get. Put it that way. Like, um, I've owned a fair few horses over the years, mate, and um, they've all worn the Melbourne football jumper as my racing colour, so that's how loyal I am. No, we can get stuff, Jamie. I'm a dogs <laughs> man, so you're just talking to Brown, and now you can take a camel. <laughs> hey. How is Perth? Has it been uh, a busy build-up? Yeah, it's only arrived yesterday, but I'm at I'm at Optus Stadium right now actually before the both teams head out for their final little bit, little bit of a hit out. But um, yeah, the weather's nice. Twenty two down at Scarborough Beach this morning was absolutely beautiful going for a stroll along the beach. And but it's meant to hot up tomorrow at about twenty five to twenty six degrees, which will just about be perfect. Nice. If you swing, if you swing past Peppermint Grove, it's like the ghetto. But that's where I was born and raised, mate. Um, there near Cottesloe, so just to get past there and enjoy it. Hey, hey, hey Brownie, how do you think Jamie's being liked by his work colleagues and his family and friends right now? They've had to postpone Hobart because snow's rolling in on the yeah, end. And he's, and he's, he's about to watch a grand final. He'll be your sunburn. Jamie will roll back uh, maybe with a D's Herald Sun premiership poster under his arm, and in the end it'll, uh, it will be a situation where you'll be sunburnt. No, nah, well, I'll take that any day of the week, mate, as long as the D's win. <laughs> True, mate. Hey, where do you want to start? We can start on either Devonport or you can start on a Hobart meeting for Tuesday, mate. You can fire away. We'll tell just, us, we'll, tell we'll us where you want to go. We'll start the Hobart one. We'll start the Hobart one because the Devonport's the main meeting. We'll have a good talk about Devonport. So the Hobart one is a, next Tuesday now. It's on Sky 1, which is a which is a bonus for Taz Racing. Um, there's actually a three alike boys. Race 5, number 9, full speed ahead. Um, he's a standing start specialist. Gets into the right race. He'll be able to ping away and he'll be able work his way through the field and get up on the outside of the leader or even on the top and I think he'll be winning. Race 6, number 10, Nabua Pixie. Was a strong winner last week at Hobart. Done all the work in the breeze and you know, he'll held him out pretty easily in the run of the line and this race looks a little bit easier to be honest so I think she'll be winning. And the best of the night comes up in my eyes race 7, number 6, three-year-old called Dreamman Dancer. He's taken on the older, more experienced rival so it's not going to be easy but he does have a a touch of quality about him, this horse, and I think he can get the job done at around about the 220 mark as well. A little bit of value there as well. I do like that. So that is for Hobart, which is now on Tuesday. So looking forward to that. Let's let's focus on what is going to be a very nice day on Sunday. A couple of $50,000 feature races as well. And there's one a little close to home that I'm assuming you're going to tip as well, mate. Yeah, well, let's, let's hope Devonport, Devonport, let's hope the weather because it's up mm-hmm. in Devonport. That's up the northwest coast, but I think she'll be right before Sunday, mate. Yeah, there is a couple of big features and um, $50,000 races and they don't come around that often in Tasmania. And Yeah, there is one of them that I'm pretty close to, mate. But we'll start off in race four, number 11, Sports Candy. Um, just got too far back last week at Hobart and really hit the line strongly. The tight Devonport track, young Connor Crook will get, him into, get her into a striking distance and I think she can bounce back at around the $3 mark. The first of the features come up in race five. It's called it's the Granny Smith four-year-old mare's sweeps um, size stakes. Number one, blame it on me, is by far and away the class runner, and she's drawn the pole, which is a massive advantage around Devonport. She actually got beat in a prelude the other week, but from barrier one, I just can't see her beating, and she'll just lead, and you know she'll be too strong for rivals, and she'll win. 
Uh, race six, number five. Torch we talked about a few weeks ago. Sunny Sands. Uh, resumed from a very lengthy break and went enormous, to be honest, boys. And this is a lot easier. It's another stand start, which is a slight concern, but Gareth Rochtray, he'll get into step and he'll just bully his way up around outside the lead or even the lead and he'll be winning. And, you know, anything over $2 is, is good odds. And race seven, the other feature is a horse called number 10, Wash My Lips. Um... Here we go. He's the clear, clear favourite going into this final, but he's drawn barrier 10, which is not ideal at all because he's won most of his races in front, but he does have a touch of class over his rivals. And the man you get, we'll be talking to soon, Ricky Duggan, I'm sure he'll get the job done on Sunday night. And just, just on that, before we get to Ricky, who's just about to join us on the line, you do own and you did breed this uh, this favourite, right? Yeah, myself and my partner in... Uh, bloke called Barry Cooper. We bred him and we raced him along with a, another mate of mine, Peter Kurowski. Um, yeah, he's always had a lot of ability, mate. He had a few issues, but trainer Rodney Ashwood seemed to got him spot on for this. And let's just say, if you don't get any bad luck, it, it could be a big weekend, especially if the D's get up for me. Yeah, beautifully done. This could be a big weekend for you. Let's get to Ricky Duggan. Hey, look, when we're talking creme de la creme, when we're talking royalty in Tasmania and Australian harness, harness driving and racing, we are talking about Ricky Duggan, who joins us now. Hello, mate. Welcome. G'day, fellas. How are you? Doing bloody well, mate. Big weekend ahead. Uh, of course, you know, uh, we know how successful and how great you are, but uh, you got a couple of real nice uh, drives on, on Sunday as well. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of good drives at Devonport. I don't go there that often. It's about three and a half hours from home. And I don't, I'm not a good traveller. I don't travel up that way too much. But for the, for the good races that um, I often go and, and a couple of good chances um, Sunday night. It's exciting too. You did mention that, and we just spoke about a couple of $50,000 feature races there on Sunday. So even though you might not particularly love the travel, it's well worth it when you get down there and get get the chocolates. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, had a bit of luck a couple of weeks ago when we went for the heats and the uh, prelude of the mares, the Granny Smiths, the preludes, and and, uh, and won both them. So hopefully we have a bit of luck Sunday night again in the final. A lot of excitement. We're just talking, of course, Jamie joins us as well, who he won't be in Devonport because he's in Perth watching his beloved D's try and win a, uh, a premiership. But uh, he, he's just talking up this uh, this horse as well. So there must be a fair bit of excitement for you to be able to be on Watch My Lips and, and hopefully get it done. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, I like him. He's a real nice horse. Um, Rodney's got him going good this time round. He had, he had a bit of trouble with him, like Jamie just said, um, you know, last prep he just had a few issues with him every now and then. But once he he's had another break and a good break and come back this time in, and um, hopefully he keeps continuing on the way he's going at the moment. He's done, he's done a good job, but drawing ten around Devonport, it's not going to be easy. But we'll see how we go. I I want to know how many times living in Tassie and doing what you do, races have been postponed due to weather or due to snow. Because of course Hobart pushed back <laughs> three or four days from tonight until. On Tuesday, so I'm assuming it's happened a couple of times for you, mate, over the course of your illustrious career. Yeah, it has. Yeah, not not very often, but um, the way the weather is here at the moment, it was uh, it's been blowing and raining already, and a bit of hail in it, and uh, it's meant to get worse tonight. So I'm I'm pretty happy with Taz Racing's decision tonight. Don't worry. All right, Jamie. Any last questions for our man before we let him go? No, I'm pretty confident to get the job done on like Sunday, it. Sunday evening, and um, you know he's a man for the for the big stage. And as Rick knows, we're good mates outside of racing, and he's just got to be cheering on those demons as well tomorrow tomorrow afternoon.
<laughs> that's right. That's right. Good luck. Yeah, I hope they get the job done for you, mate. Ricky, thank you, mate. Uh, enjoy the weekend. Good luck. No worries. Thanks very much. Appreciate that. Beautifully done. He is a superstar. No one's won more races in Tasmania than that man. He's a Hall of Famer. And he's going to have our money on Sunday, you and I financially, from a uh, from a Ladbrokes perspective and uh, from no an doubt. owning perspective. Our man, Jamie, over in Perth, sunning himself. We'll get through Saturday and uh, or today and right. then Saturday, and we'll have plenty in the, uh, the Ladbrokes account to have a play. Jamie, legit question. What time's the race? I think it's around about 8.30. I'm... I don't reckon I can make it up there because I don't get back home to Tassie until about four o'clock, and it's a bloody three and three and a bit hour drive from Hobart to Devonport, and I could be a bit under the weather, especially if Melbourne wins. So I'll have to sit home in the in the lounge room, mate, in front of the wood fire, wood heater, and and watch the watch my lips. Hopefully, get the job done for us on Sunday night. What What are your odds of maybe missing the flight home on Sunday? Twos. Oh. Yeah, I'm trying not to think about that. I've got you <laughs> short. I've got you short, Jamie. To be honest, if the, in particular, if the D's roll home and win the flag, I'll be setting me alarm definitely on my, on my phone. I've got a couple of times to make sure I wake up and get to the airport on time because it is a long flight back to Hobart. To be honest, is, are you travelling solo over there, or have you got someone who can at least wake you up if you've uh, if you've over embellished? No, nah, travelling solo. We've got oh, no. a few, you know, a few mates over here from Hobart that'll. Catching up with, but um, no, I'm, I'm pretty switched on, mate. So I'll make sure I'll catch that flight to make sure I'm over in Tassie to cheer. Watch my lips home, mate. Sorry, mate. I'm just just on Ladbrokes on the app now. Just uh, taking the 260 that you miss your flight. <laughs> hey, uh, Jamie, good luck. Not just for tomorrow, although I say a little tongue in cheek being a Dogs fan, but uh, could be a big weekend for you. Enjoy it, and uh, no doubt we'll chat again this time next week. No, nah, it'll be great, fellas, and thanks very much. And what's what's Campbell's sick for the Premiership? I'm with you. I think Melbourne have been the best, most consistent side all year. And if they bring what they did uh, last week in the prelim to tomorrow, then then they should win for you. Um, but the doggies there, they're a yeah, tough well, side to beat, aren't they? Well, that's my thinking. If Melbourne bring their, their best, I think they can get over the line. But if they're 5% off, the Bulldogs can definitely take advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. Jamie, that should be a great game. It will be. Jamie, congratulations, mate. And uh, what's going to be a big weekend? We'll talk soon. Thanks, fellas. Bye. Cheers, Jamie. There we go. Jamie Cockshot. Now, if you just missed the tips, at SCN underscore track, we will put them up as well. Hobart has been postponed. Some snow or yeah. possible snow. So it's been pushed back to Tuesday. Same feels though. Race six, number 10, and race seven, number six. Devonport with a huge day there on Sunday. A couple of $50,000 features. Uh, it will be interesting. But his best bets, race four, number 11, sports candy. Race six, number five, Sunny Sands, and of course, watch my lips in the Raiders stakes, and he's pushing in the Granny Smith. Blame it on me. And join the poll. It's going to be very hard to get beat. At SCN underscore track to check it out over the weekend as well. All thanks to Ladbrokes. This is Taz Racing Talk, Campbell Brown, Cam Luke. If you're watching us right now, give a wave to the camera, Campbell. You've forgotten about that. You forgot about the camera, didn't you? <laughs> no? There you go. You can watch us right around the nation as well. A very quick break. Plenty more on the other side of this. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Well, thanks to Ladbrokes, Campbell Brown, Cam Luke, wherever you might be, all around the nation. You can also watch us. Hello, all thanks to Ladbrokes. Taz Racing Talk into a big weekend. Brennan uh, is going to join us very shortly. Brennan Ryan, Tommy Hackett joins us now, though, from Ladbrokes. Hello, Tommy. Hello, boys. Mate, you excited? Big weekend, not just in Tasmania, but right around this great nation of ours. 
Could not be more excited. One of my favourite weekends of the year. I love having Ladbrokes Friday Night Lights back at the Valley tonight. I think it's a fascinating Moya Stakes uh, this year as well. Gets Izaki back in action at Ladbrokes Park Sandown. And we've got a really good addition to the Golden Rose where I think we could see a new star cult really emerge, and that's just not even that's not even touching on the uh, the footy we've got as well. Mm. So no, it's one of the one of the great weekends. Tommy, outside of Melbourne Cup sort of day, is this one of the bigger um, books of the weekend? With like you mentioned, Group One racing Friday night, Saturday night, NRL prelims, Grand Final action. There'd be plenty of punters tipping in. Yeah, absolutely, Brown Dog. This is where it really escalates for us. We see uh, the figures for everything active, uh, turnover figures really go through the roof uh, this weekend, and then we uh, then we get to our Cox Plate, Corfield Cups, uh, Everest, Melbourne Cup days. It's right there uh, in terms of our biggest weekend. So, and I've got a, an incredible range of markets available, and uh, yeah, very excited for uh, all the action. Yeah, we can't wait for it. Where do you want to start, Tommy? Because there's so much to get into. Where do you want to start, mate? You just take it away. We'll just feed off that. Yeah, I want to look at uh, the Tasmanian horse Rani at Sandown tomorrow in the first race. Roche, who's uh, currently $11 in this opening race over 1,000 metres. I think she's a bit of value here. There's uh, Esther LaRocca, who was in the Ladbrokes 55-second challenge at the Valley tonight. She's been scratch and save for this race. She, uh, she's the favourite at 270. She's racing really well, but... If she doesn't perform at her best, the Roche could, can run a, a sneaky race here. So I think whatever she does tomorrow, she'll be better for it and she'll improve when she gets out to 1,200 metres. But she, we, sh- we saw during the Tasmanian Summer Racing Carnival that she does have some serious talent. 11 wins from 18 race starts. She's barely missed the placings during her career. So I think you can expect to see her run really well in uh, a pretty good race. Yeah, I agree with you, Tommy. Um, we're speaking to Barry Campbell a little bit later in mm. the show, who trains the horse. This is a horse that's undefeated second up as well, and that's where it finds itself tomorrow at Sandown. If you're looking for some value, uh, I think DeRoach is, is definitely one of them. And then a little bit later in the afternoon, we go to race eight, Newhart, which is another star of Tasmanian racing. Yeah, Newhart's a really interesting horse. It sort of went to a, a new level at the end of last preparation. It's beaten Mystic Journey now, this horse. So we know that it's, a, it's, that's, it's got some serious ability. So it's in the test of Ross Estates where the favourite is Shalott returning from a spell. It's going to be tough to beat. It goes really well fresh. But another race which is pretty open, you've got Ironclad there at $5, King of Hastings $5. But Newhart there at nine fifty, and I, I think he'll run really well. His first up record is really good. Two wins from three race start. He must get a lovely run from Barrier 4 with Craig Newitt in the saddle. So I'd be surprised if he missed the placings, actually. You're getting $2.80 for, $2.80 for it to run a drum. I think that's a pretty good bet. It's an interesting race, that one, too. It's a nice race. There's a third Tassie horse that was on the boat and came over this week. He's war correspondent in the 9.55 at the Valley tonight. Now, this is a horse that's, that's come to the Valley before and, and won. Is there any support around for it? There has been money for war correspondent. After Esther LaRocca came out, there has been a bit of a readjustment to this uh, market for the Labrock 55-second challenge. And war correspondent's now $10. I had it included in my quality uh, numbers here, even when it w- with Esther LaRocca in the race, because it's just a, a winner, this horse. Five wins from 10 race starts. It flies first up, and it just doesn't run a bad race. So we know it'll uh, sit there on the speed from Barrier 2 with Damien Ford in the saddle. And at $10... 
I think the scratching of Esther Rock is really opened this Labroke's 50-second, 55-second challenge right up. So I think War Correspondent's there to run really well. And I, I think the $10 currently available is well and truly over the odds. The Ladbrokes 55-second challenge is one of the best initiatives in racing because it doesn't necessarily include, well, it doesn't include any Group 1 races, of course, but it is something that adds so much intrigue and drama over the course of the, the night racing meetings at Mooney Valley. It's such a cool concept. I love it. Yeah, I'm obviously biased, but I could not agree more. Uh, it's, uh, it's Especially when you're there on track, there really is a buzz around the 55-second challenge, and then there's always that excitement to see just how quickly they ran. So I remember being on track at uh, when I could go to the track back in the day um, at Ladbroke's <laughs> Cross Plate uh, Carnival a few years ago on Manicato Stakes Night, where they just scorched the track, and they ran some really good time in the 55-second challenge. And it's just really exciting, and it gets punters talking about time as well, which I think is something that we we should do more in racing where we really celebrate these track records and these course records and things like that. Cause it is, it's like during the Olympics when the world record winds and played adds another level of excitement to a race. And I think it does it in racing as well. Is there still a car on offer for the quickest uh, 955 of the, uh, the spring? Remember that was a, no, a showcase. Well, let- Labrobes generously uh, awards fifty-five thousand dollars to the uh, the to the uh, the winning trainer who has the fastest time across the night racing season. Nice. So the uh, McAvoy Stable uh, won it last year, and we've uh, we've had a, a number of trainers uh, get the chocolates in recent years. But it, it, it was up for grabs until the last meeting last year. It was wasn't decided until the final night. So it's uh, it's always a really interesting series. And no doubt those uh, oh, generous and- trainers would offer uh, the, the jockeys and the winning connection some oh. form of that. Well, that's glad, I'm glad you raised that, Brownie, because I think your horse, Deep Speed, of course, trained by the McAvoy's, is a perfect 955 horse yeah, at actually, Mooney Valley. Yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, we just got to get his yeah, joints fit. I know Tony was very, very excited on the night when they got the check last year, so I'm not sure how much uh, saw the pockets of the other connections, but I think the... Uh, they had a, they at least had a, a, a nice party at the McAvoy stable. If if Deep Speed did end up lobbing and winning that, I can guarantee you one thing, Tommy, you'd be handing that check over to me and not Tony or Calvin. <laughs> no, I like that. Hey, Tommy, before hopefully we let we can do, hopefully we can do exactly that on trucking March. Before we do let you go, mate, uh, if you got them in front, you got the grand final markets just to have a quick little glance, a head to head, and maybe a uh, a normal two, and the odds are on Lobbrokes. We do. We've finally seen some movement in the market. I've been wait, waiting all mm-hmm. week for it. Uh, it's not big movement, but it's movement nonetheless. Melbourne have been a dollar seventy-three out to a dollar seventy-four. Your dogs cam have been two thirty-five into two thirty-four, and we're seeing a little bit more big money coming for the dogs now. All the big money early in the week was with the demons, but we've had one Ladbrokes punter with forty-five thousand dollars on the dogs to get the job done here. Norm Smith betting Kristen Petrarca is the favourite at $6. Clayton Oliver missed out on a brown like Kenny Winner, Norm Smith, he's $7. Maxi Gorn, Marcus Bontempelli, $8. Jack McRae, $10. The best factor to prize has been Bailey Smith. He's been $15. But I think the market's got this one just about right. I think that top six, seven, I'm pretty confident that's where the Norm Smith winner will come from. Well, just can you, Have you got Liver there? Because I, I think he's, he's almost, in fact, I believe to be the most important player in the red, white and blue. Not the best, the most important when he plays as well they win. Yeah, is, is your number there for Completely agree. $15 as well. So I think he's, he could be the value. Uh, he's a bit of a barometer for the dogs mm-hmm. to mine, and uh, if he plays well, they're, they're definitely going to be a great shot. Tommy, you have a tip for us? Who do, what do you think? I'm, I'm with the dogs, yeah. um, just narrowly, I, and I just think it's going to be a very close game. I think we could be in for a classic grand final. I've just got that feeling about it, but no, I just at the price differential, I, I am with the dogs. I'd, I'd like to see them uh, get the job done, but I think both teams deserve to be there. I think it's going to be a cracker. Do you have an extra time market? 
Uh, we don't at the moment, but that's a, I might have to get the bookies to put one together because that's very interesting. That would be what's been a, another very unique AFL season to uh, finish off with uh, extra time in the grand final would be uh, something else. It's a changing world now. We used to be able to back the draw. That's no longer for obvious reasons. So maybe just something to look into. Tommy, thank you, mate. Thanks, boys. Tommy Hackett from Ladbrokes make every race this spring even more exciting. As always, gamble responsibly. Call one 858 858. A very quick break for the news. Plenty more. All thanks to Ladbrokes. Taz Racing Talk next. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Beautiful weekend ahead of us. Of course, some snow around in beautiful Tasmania, but that's what we do. We just plough on through it. Hobart's been harness racing on talking, postponed from tonight until Tuesday, but plenty of hot racing in Tassie and Tasmanian links to warm us up. You can get involved anytime you like. Off the tech, 0499 736 736. We do it all thanks to Ladbrokes. We make every race this spring even more exciting. And a man who makes our show each and every week more exciting is Brennan Ryan, who joins us now. Hello, man. Welcome back. G'day, guys. Yeah, no, it's a bit nippy down here at the moment with the snow coming around. But, um, yeah, no, we're all, we're all tough. We're made a, you know, we're made a tough one. We'll get through it. Are you, are you a snowman or a heat man? Oh, you're kidding! I come from Queensland. I'm oh, used to 30 degrees, oh, sitting in shorts and t-shirt. Oh, well, we're sending prayers your way then, mate, because it might be a tough couple of days. But you are a tough man, so that's all that matters. Hey, before we get into races and all the rest of it, uh, a death of an absolute superstar this week. Yes, we've lost uh, Rewind. He was trained and owned by the great Murray Strickland up at Bracknell, and uh, this greyhound had won 61 races from an impressive 101 starts. Uh, he surpassed the state record of 54 wins, which was held by Valiant Spirit, and he was seven wins short of the, of equaling the all-time great Zoom Tom, who was just a an immortal canine athlete of of Australian greyhound racing. But you know, he'd won the the Devonport Cup. He was twice beaten in the narrowest of margins in the Hobart Thousand of 2011 and 2012, and um, you know he got every accolade afterwards. He was um, dual greyhound of the year in 2012 and 2013, and uh, just a few years back, he was inducted to the Hall of Fame in 2015. Remarkable career and one that obviously is now tinged with sadness with, with his passing. What, what I will say, though, as I was looking through some of the notes on Rewind, I know that he won a lot of races, as you touched on, 61. But the litter of pups, I think, which was six, 139 races combined. So it was a decent litter uh, that included Rewind. Yeah, there was Miss Roman Nose, um, oh, Strapper's Angel, uh uh, and Miss Romanos has gone on to be a prolific um, brood matron as well. So the the, the legacy is carrying on. And um, look, you know, we, we we're quick to slow, you know forget about rewind because it, you know it was back in you know 2012 yep. 2013 that he raced. But um, thankfully, he's. Um, his legacy is now inducted into the Hall of Fame, and yeah, we'll we'll definitely remember him. But yeah, very sad time for Maurice Strickland and his grandson Alex Miller, who were just so connected to the dog. And um, there were stories when Alex was very little; he used to get in the kennel with the dog, and you know, he was the babysitter. <laughs> the dog was the babysitter half the time. But um, yeah, no, it was um, yeah, one of the chapters in racing will, uh, will you know will save you for many years. That's for sure. Family, uh, our thoughts to the family and all the connections as well, because there are sad times, uh, as we know. It's not even doesn't have to be a champion or a superstar like Rewind was no. to be touched so closely by these uh, these wonderful animals. All right, let's find. A, yeah, well, actually, before we find a winner, let's go back and see some of the notable winners, because must be said, Brennan, you're finding some winners yourself. 
Yeah, we're going pretty well. We've um, we've found a couple across the week, starting back at Launceston uh, on Monday night. Black Hawk Jack made its Tasmanian debut. Now, trainer Nathan Giddis has got a couple out of the sort of by Fernando Bale out of arguably one of the great greyhounds that raced uphill Jill, who was a golden Easter egg winner and, and I think the Top Gun winner as well. But this is one of her sons. And Black Hawk Jack uh, broke 30 seconds there at Launceston on Monday night, around 29.94. And uh, I think Nathan and the connections, uh, Rose and David Gill, are you know, pretty happy the way that not only Black Hawk Jack is going, but the, the other litters that are here, uh, litter mates that are here in the state. So there's plenty more to come. Looking forward to it. Uh, what, what, before we get to our special guest, mate, uh, anything you're really looking forward to over the next couple of days? Uh, we're heading towards back into Launceston on mm-hmm. Monday night with the Steg King Ladies Bracelet Final, and that's put together a great field. Uh, Medio Pass for trainer Teddy Medhurst absolutely um, blew the clock away there in 29.59, which is just a sensational time and um, she'll jump from box three. Ted will have uh, three runners in the race, but uh, it's a good mix. We've got a classy lady in the field and a couple others that have, you know, put their hand right into this and I think uh, Medio Paso is strong enough. She, look, she may not be a lid pinger, but she'll sit up behind the leaders, and if she can get a good run through the first turn, I think she'll she'll be hard to beat from box three. Just quickly before we get to uh, Greg Fay, what's the latest when it comes to the deve- the, the Davenport facility? Um, look, I, the understanding is that uh, they are looking at uh, land, and I believe there is a parcel secured around in the the tribe area. Um, the committee are working in joint favour with um, Taz Racing there's uh, members of the Harness Club and the Greyhound Club up at Devonport and uh, credit to Ben England uh, Robin Johnson and a couple others that are on there as well that they've spent a lot of time um, you know, consultating with the participants and I understand the drawings are now being finalised on the track and yeah well, we're starting to gain momentum and yeah hopefully we'll it's unknown when the track will be built and all that and it's, um, but we're starting to make progress Brilliantly done. Looking forward to that. All right, let's get joined. Well, we we got Hall of Famous left, right, and centre today, Brownie. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> we got another Greg one Fray's right now. joining us. Uh, he is Greg. Hello to you. Yeah, how you doing, mate? Uh, doing really well, mate. Uh, thank you. It's a privilege to have you on. You, the illustrious career that you've had and continue to have, and uh, no doubt a lot of excitement right now because this time of the year always excites you when you are uh, involved in the greyhound world down in Tassie. Oh, it certainly is. Uh, you know, the big races are uh, coming up, especially the Hobart Thousand, but. You know, everyone's trying to get that one good dog, aren't they? Yeah, well, you've got one at the moment because uh, Launceston Breeders, you made it your own again. Uh, yeah, my brother's, uh, that was his uh, sixth Breeders Classic now that he's won. And uh, seventh, actually. And we've won five with sort of the same breed. And uh, yeah, she's a good little bitch. And the one that ran unplaced in it, she got in a bit of trouble as well. Minnie's Magic, she's every bit as good as her. Yeah, your brother Gary, of course, you mentioned there. Do you, do you ever get sick of winning these big races, mate? Do you ever sit down at the end of the day and go, oh, geez, it's, it's becoming too easy? Uh, absolutely not. It's uh, very, very hard. It, it's it's wonderful to get in the big races. It's terribly hard to win them. And uh, there's always one or two that you haven't won and, uh, you know, you never stop trying. Greg, you, you seem to have got the, the formula worked out, though, at the moment. Uh, we, we bought a... A bitch that my brother trained some years ago called Dens Point, uh, and she was outstandingly bred by Gay Wild Teddy out of Woo Ready, which was the brew bitch of the year in Tasmania. And I saw my Gambo trial many, many years ago, and to this day is the quickest trial I've ever clocked. Yep. And I was determined to put a bitch to my Gambo, and it was her. 
and the litter were outstanding and she had four litters all up, 16 runners, 16 winners, wow. 220 winners and uh, four of her daughters have now at stud and uh, they're thrown <laughs> win as well. So uh, got kissed on the you-know-what by a rainbow there, I think. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you, you still did the, the study, the preparation, mm. uh, aligned the you know, the, the blood groups and the breeding that you thought would work and um, and then went out and got them. So you might have got a bit lucky, but you put the work in. <clears throat> Look, we got very lucky with the brew bitch and any, anyone can put a good bitch to any sire and there's still no guarantee of success, yep. but you do the best you can. Uh, where where the luck ends and the the smart starters, the the rearing and the feeding and the breaking in and uh, in that area, my uh, my brother's very good. And the training, of course, Gary. Mm. Don't underestimate yeah, no. that. No, <laughs> no. Well, Gary Gary is the trainer, and uh, he's just turned seventy seven. And uh, as I said to him, he's starting to learn what this cave is all about. Yeah. <laughs> You're just starting to warm up. Hey, you, you mentioned you mentioned races that you know, obviously when you're winning and, and races you haven't won. Is there one particular that continues to elude you that frustrates you the most? Oh yeah, actually, we we're lucky enough to win a Hobart thousand, and that's the hardest one to mm. win. We we knocked that over in 1982, and we've since uh, had you know about six more runners in it. But the Launceston and Devonport Cups are the other two big ones here, and uh, we we haven't quite been able to get their um, breakers tip, which was out of the first litter of Dens Point. He led by about five lengths in the final of the Launceston Cup, and just got nailed by Brad Hill Billy. And ran second, and then in the same season he he led and got run down by the Great Beach Cune in the Devonport Cup. Yeah. So we've got close a couple of times. Greg, how much has changed in the the greyhound world in thirty years? You mentioned you won that in nineteen eighty two. There's I can imagine there's been plenty of uh, changes and improvements. Uh, yeah, I don't know about improvements. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. I think I think obviously some of the bad things that's happened in greyhound racing. Uh, has put pressure on all the good people in the industry who were doing nothing wrong. Yep. And now the welfare rules and the and the uh, integrity rules, which don't get me wrong, every Graham participant knows that they're needed. Mm. But uh, ASIO don't have files on people as much as they have files on our greyhounds. <laughs> hey, just before we let you go, mate, always appreciate you joining us. You, you, you're a great historian of the game. You, you wrote that book back in 84 in the history of Hobart greyhounds and you started the Hall of Fame, is that right? You started the Tasmanian Hall of Fame, is that correct? That's correct, yeah, right. 2007, and uh, yeah, it's been very successful. It has been incredibly successful, but I want to know how it took you 11 years to be inducted yourself. <laughs> to be fair, based on your resume and everything you've done, you should have probably, and you started the damn thing, you probably should have got in a little earlier, in my mind at least. Yeah. Well, I was hiding in the shadows for quite a while. <laughs> Uh, Greg, we appreciate you, John. We're going to like having a chat. We could probably do this for about five hours straight. Uh, but we do appreciate No doubt we'll get you on again sometime soon, mate. Enjoy the weekend. Yeah, no worries. You boys have a good weekend. Go dogs. They're beautifully done. Go dogs and the bullies. The red, white and blue. Hopefully get it done for Greg and myself. 82, you weren't even born. Uh, no, you're Were right. You? Yeah, no, I was Were born you? in August 1983. There so. you go. Yeah. Oh, I was I, I was going to go down. I was uh, I was only about fourteen months old, but I was going to head down that weekend, but got caught up. You went 14, 14 years of age. Or no, fourteen, 14 months, months. Right. Fourteen months. And I remember I had a tip uh, for Kudaline in the uh, Hobart Thousand. I thought oh, I'm not going to head down. I got something on. Uh, before we let you go, Brandon, mate, he's a great chat, isn't he? There's so many. There's so many personalities and characters in this game. 
oh, there certainly is. And Greg's one, you know, is one of them. He's a shining example. And um, my love of, you know, especially of Tassie Greyhounds and the history of it comes from Greg. He's been a great influence on on me. And uh, Greg actually used to do similar things like this. He used to be involved with radio segments and was a great man who tried to publicise greyhound racing as best as he could too. Uh, love it. Hey, mate. Have a great weekend. Let's get a couple more of these home and your tips because you're on fire and we look forward to having a chat this time next week. I look forward to it, guys. And, uh, yeah, as Greg said, go the dogs. Yeah, 2-1 now. Dogs, Brennan Ryan. Well, it's actually 3-1 because I'm a dogs man as well. Brennan Ryan, who is flying. And if you missed any of those tips, at SN underscore track, you can check it out. Very quick break. Plenty more on the other side of this. Live around Australia on SEN Track, you're listening to Taz Racing Talk with Cam Luke and Campbell Brown. Well, thanks to Ladbrokes. This is Taz Racing Talk. You can get involved. You can text us 0499 736 736 as we head towards a big weekend. Hall of Famous left, right and centre and another one. Barry Campbell joins us. and he's got a, We've already spoken briefly yeah. on a couple of his chances of sand down tomorrow as he joins us. Hello, Barry. How are you, mate? Doing really well, mate. Uh, excited, but you've got, a, you've got a wonderful weekend. A couple of really big hands, in particular at Sandown. We'll, we'll start with the Roach because this is a race that I think maps quite nicely for it. Yeah, she's, um, she's a good three winner, so she's pretty well placed in the benchmark 90. Um, got terrific record second up. I think she's three or four. She'll be four or four, so um, she's going up there in pretty good order. She she most certainly is drawn nicely, and uh, same as as Newhart later. It always makes it a little bit easier when you got someone like Craig Newhart that that has these relationships with these horses as well as been on the back of them before. So it makes it a little easier than getting a, another jockey when you get to a Sandown or a Flemington or a Caulfield that might get him on for the first time. Yeah, yeah, he knows he knows them probably better than I do. Um, he's um he's ran them in nearly all their races and all their trials. He's ran them track work, so yeah, yeah, he knows them pretty well. Barry, the first up run um, a couple of weeks ago on the synthetic at Devonport when Cody Jordan jumped and led and um, the horse probably fatigued a bit late and, and they came at it, but um, just the class one. So they're dropping back from 11.50 to 1,000. Do you think uh, that'll suit? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. She, she's not just a speed machine. She's better off with the sit. Yeah. Um, she's got a terrific record with the sit. And I just thought 1,000 metres, but... She's got beaten two or three times first up, I think, at a dollar thirty and a dollar twenty and that type of thing. So, um, but she's got a terrific record second up. So we thought we'd just get that run off the way and um, don't change her pattern too much. With, with, with as you mentioned, with Craig Newer taking the ride and, and knowing the horses so particularly well, what, what's the conversation pre-race? Do you, do you give instructions? Do you allow Craig just to uh, do it on his own uh, accord? How does it all play out when it comes to where you want to see her? Oh no, he um he he knows how we like to ride and he's he's had thirty odd group one winners, you know, mm-hmm. like him I'd tell him how to ride them. Um, I just tell him if they got any bad habits or what they can't do. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? This, this is what jockeys want to hear. They don't want to be bogged down with instructions. They just want to have the uh, the faith put in them. So I, I like that and I no doubt jockeys love your your attitude as well, Barry. Yeah, yeah, they um they're the ones who have to do it. We can't help them sitting much in the grandstand. So, yeah, it's, it's up to them once we throw on. Another one of the stars in your stable is Newhart. Um, how's this horse trialled leading into its first up run um, tomorrow? Because uh, a couple of official trials, is, is the horse fit and ready to go first up? Yeah, he's done. He did about, oh, I think he did about a month, five weeks at the pre-trainers, and we've had him back in work about 10 weeks, so he's done plenty of work. 
Um, he's had three trials actually a fortnight apart, and he he, he got um, form around Mr. Journey and still a star in those. He trialled terrific against those over a thousand metres. So um, yeah, he's won twice first up. He's pretty good at the trip press. Um, his best win was probably over fourteen hundred when he beat Mr. Journey. So, and he beat you know he beat a three and a half four length. Yeah. So he, he, didn't, he didn't he didn't battle the beater. He beat a pretty 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 convincing lead. Um, he's a good horse, this bloke. You can get nearly double figures on Ladbrokes right now. No doubt over the odds and the way the the race is looking like it's going to track and that nice gate that it's got, it's going to get almost run of the race as well. So every opportunity for Newhart to win and a very successful day tomorrow. At Sandown. Just quickly before we let you go, mate, uh, Devonport, you've got a few going around on Sunday. Anyone you particularly like? Um, what's called Lee Cadell win? Um, he's in about the second or third last. He's, um, yeah, he's, he's, his form's pretty ordinary lately, but I think he'll win tomorrow. Love um, that. That's love confidence it. that we like to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still I'm still working though. <laughs> yeah, no. well, that's right, aren't we all? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And love yeah, it. Like it. Yeah. No, you'll be able to beat, mate. Beautiful beautifully done. That all right, be, then. And we'll get that up on Twitter as well. Hey mate, good luck tomorrow, good luck on Sunday and, and great to see you doing uh, back you doing what you do so well, mate. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks, Barry. Barry Campbell, Hall of yeah. Famer. On fire right now. Go to uh, hopefully roll to sand down tomorrow and get a job done. Oh, I think it might be a little short the thousand for Deroche. I, I have no doubt that uh, a little more distance is going to deeper into the prep is going to help. But I reckon Newhart in with a huge yep. chance. It's I a think strong race, though. So it's almost, a really strong race. It is, but I think it'll almost get run off yep. the race as well with Craig Newhart from that gate and barrier four. So the, there's no, no doubt, doubt that the bookies have um, got the market a little bit wrong there. Whether they're just not respecting the Tassie form, which we've which already is ridiculous. seen, it's come ridiculous. here and stack up, and um, that's just better for, for us punters and anyone listening. Um, I'd be taking that price because I don't reckon I'll jump at that price tomorrow. The Mystic Journey form is, a, and it's still a star form a little bit as well, but definitely the Mystic Journey form is a big one. And, of course, we've seen what happened a couple of weeks ago when they were so close, running second and third in the, uh, I'm just trying to think of the race, but it was the Miles race, at, uh, the, the Mayor's race at Flemington. I can't quite remember the, the name of it. But when, when they ran two and three, yep. so that form is holding up as we get into the new season. And let's just back over uh, Barry's confidence. Oh. Um, so that's race five. Yes. Number three, Le Cadeau. Yeah. Just wins, he reckons. I've, so never... I've, I've got that. I've marked it down. You and I know a lot of confident people, but I haven't heard that. Since Ross McDonald days, when he used to uh, say, have your house on it. Yeah. Weekend hustler. Yes. And, yes. Uh, and then it won. He'd say, well, now you've got two houses. Have two houses on it. <laughs> what odds? Up with about 14 houses. <laughs> what odds do we currently have? No odds yet. Oh. Nah, because they're a bit slow on the uptake, the corporates. We'll get that but, now. We'll get it. Um, it is that, – that's, really, that's really nice. I like to hear that on, yeah. uh, for a little Sunday afternoon. <laughs> uh, you can always get involved if you do miss or you forget the tips at SN underscore track. They'll always be up. You can text us anytime you like, 4 736 to get involved. Just off the SMS here, Benalla has been abandoned yes. due to the state of the track at the 200. So um, if anyone is just tuning in and wondering why – We've spent hours over the form at Benalla for no result. The word squelchy was used. Was to it? me, squelchy at the 200 metre mark. Benalla Cup Day. Disappointing. Hang around, though. Winners galore next.